Hi, this is David Harewood, and you are listening to Supergirl Radio. Metallo is coming to season two. Supergirl Rebirth joins Spotify. And we shine a spotlight on Miss Martian. This is Supergirl Radio. Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Carly Lane. And for this episode, we are joined by Andy Babact of The Flash Podcast to shine a character spotlight on Miss Martian. Welcome back to Supergirl Radio, Andy. Hello, ladies. We're, we're glad to have the one of the hosts of the podcast dedicated to the fastest man alive they're equally fast okay i will i will agree to that they are equally fast for now right so Kara can be the fastest woman alive barry can be the fastest man alive that that seems fair but before we get to our spotlight on miss martian let's get to the news actor frederick schmidt has been cast to play metallo in season two of supergirl EW.com describes him as international assassin John Corbin, who is reborn by a shadow organization into the kryptonite-powered supervillain Metallo when he is badly injured after taking on both Supergirl and Superman. So what does everybody think about this Metallo news? Carly, what are your thoughts? Uh, Well, the description sounds like we're going to get a fight, possibly with both Supergirl and Superman. That's what it sounds like. Maybe. Yep. Which I'm here for. (laughs) <laughs> Andy, what are your thoughts about Metallo coming onto the show? I mean, I had no idea. Like, I didn't even like. <laughs> I mean, like, there, there, it's not like there's like some b- bunch of <laughs> in Vancouver taking photos of stuff. Uh, so, I, I, like, this was like, I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, Metallo's coming to Supergirl. OMG, I didn't know. Um, no, I mean, yeah, that was kind of ruined for most of us. But you know, but hey, you know what? I'm one of the things that I'm excited about with Superman coming into the show that now we can actually. I mean. Supergirl and Superman have tend to use some of their, you know, like the same villains in the comics. I kind of like the fact now we're getting someone like Metallo, who's a very cool villain, who was also really well, well done on Smallville, by the way. Uh, so I'm I'm excited for Metallo. I'm not familiar with his actor. He he doesn't look like someone I would cast as Metallo. But again, maybe he's not going to look like Frederick Schmidt when we see him on the show. Maybe he will be all cyborgy up and so on. Um, unless paparazzi in Vancouver want to spoil that too for us. Uh, <laughs> no shade. But, uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. I, I do wonder what his shadow organization is all about. Like, because I'm almost getting worried that it's maybe also part of Cadmus. And that makes me kind of concerned, you know, oh, so now everything evil is going to come out of Cadmus. It's not, it's not going to come from like multiple directions and so on so but i i don't know about it. so that's the most intriguing part but yeah a fight against uh, the last kids of krypton that would be kind of dope yeah this was the stuff that was spoiled i think i mentioned it 
on Supergirl Radio uh, a few episodes ago about how there was a big super villain that was coming and it had gotten spoiled and that was very unfortunate because it would have been really cool to see that as a surprise. But at least now we have official Thank you, Canada. Com- <laughs> at least we have official confirmation now. And uh, I think that your point, Andy, about the shadow organization is an interesting one because oh, I was I was going to try not to use the word interesting. Um, but I think it is something to consider that maybe this shadow organization, possibly Project Cadmus, might be the new, I don't want to say the new Fort Roz, but maybe this is where we're going to get some of our villains in season two. And I also thought it was different that John Corbin is an international assassin. I know of him as, uh, I think when Jeff Johns had him, uh, ba- uh, uh Secret Origins, maybe? I don't know. Mm-hmm. The, the, yeah, Secret Origins. I think that was it, um, where John Corbin is in that as like a military guy. He's like yeah. a military guy associated with General Lane. So this is different for me, but I will go with it. Um, but yeah, it does seem like they might, uh, Supergirl and Superman might fight Metalla, which will be difficult for them, I think, because of the kryptonite um, factor. So I'll be curious to see how Superman and Supergirl defeat Metallo with uh, him kind of, you know, uh, throwing their weakness into, uh, you know, their faces. So uh, I'll be curious to see how they take that on. When they said that he is now becoming Metallo, it makes me almost wonder, like, how long this Superman has actually been out there, you know, in this continuity, because, you know, we still don't know, like, you know, has has this Superman even met Stodd or Doomsday yet and so on, but yet now someone like Metallo is showing up I don't. I don't want to say late in the game, but it's kind of like I always. I always assume that people like Metallo and Parasite and so on are already existing in this universe. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of. It's kind of. It, I almost wonder if this gives us a little insight into like how long Superman has actually existed. Because like, did they did they say in the pilot like how long he's been in the Man of Steel? Or did they say that how that how many years it's been since you know Kara was trapped in the Phantom Zone and then gone to Earth? Was that all they said, or did they say did she say also like oh it's been Superman now for twelve years? We did that math. I can't remember the math. I it's in either. an episode. We we had a listener write in about it. There was a lot of math. Uh, but I think we kind of determined that he might be like thirty five, thirty six, something uh, along those lines. Yeah. So yeah, like mid thirties. So, yeah, I think Superman has been Superman for a a good while. Um, But I guess there are some villains that have been around uh, since he's been Superman. Like, I think Toy Man probably has been around because he went to jail. Um, Lex is probably uh, another one of those villains who had been around and he's now in prison. So I guess Metallo is just one of those who did come late to the game. Speaking of the upcoming season, the CW has released an official poster for season two, which again seems to be heavy on the lens flare. <laughs> they like lens flares. Uh, they like the Photoshop lens flare. The CW. <laughs> Photoshop by JJ Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> he's not doing Star Trek anymore, so he's photoshopping CW posters. <laughs> Yeah, I, at first, this this one sort of almost looked to me like an artist rendering, like it almost didn't look real. But now that I've kind of looked at it more closely, I do kind of like I, I like it because it, you know, uh, Melissa's striking a really strong pose as Supergirl. The only thing that I don't quite like about it is that there's a lot of cape, a lot of cape in this poster. <laughs> um, they could have maybe done with a little less cape, but I'll forgive it um, because, you know, it's a cape. It's fine. It's Supergirl. 
that's it that's looks cool does. but it's yeah like logistically that it wouldn't be that long <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem to make sense in terms of the space but but i like that they're you know promoting her um as you know that she's this new hero in the cw and they're allowing her to have this really strong pose so um i, I think it's good that we have a new poster we haven't gotten any kind of like new trailer with any new footage yet but um we, we at least have some promotional materials they heard your complaint and they were like, okay, we can't release anything because Rebecca doesn't want to be like, she want to be surprised. So she, no, I'm well, sorry. I'm just you know, kidding. I'll, I'll go with promotional, like official yeah. things, but maybe not stuff that maybe shouldn't be spoiled. That's no to you, Canada. Uh, no, but I mean, I, this poster is, I mean, I, I fell in love with it from the moment I, I saw and so on. Uh, I mean, at least now this time her legs are not being Photoshopped like CB is it with her like, big post that they did because i'm like those legs doesn't look real and like why would you need to photoshop them so or like cgi them or whatever i mean look they looked so fake and uh, so i love this post i love the whole cape thing and whatever and i love that i, I i'm compelled by the fact that it's a little more darker than than the previous post that we've seen it's kind of because the, you know it looks like she's in not space, but she's in, you know, in the skies or whatever. And I'm, um, you know, it's there's a little bit cloud or whatever. And so I'm always wondering if there's a little, little implication that things are getting a little bit darker for the second year, which, you know, I, you know, I can see why. Uh, but yeah, I'm surprised that we still haven't gotten a trailer, but at least it's not as bad as for Age of S.H.I.E.L.D. that, you know, they have their premiere in like less than two weeks now. And we still don't have a single trailer or TV spot at all. Hmm. So, but, but hopefully, you know what's going to happen, Rebecca? They're probably going to release a trailer tomorrow uh, after probably, recording because that, that, that's yeah, yeah, that's the world of podcasting coverage is that, you know, <laughs> they release all the big news the day you're going to release the next episode. Like next Thursday when you're going to uh, next Tuesday when you release this episode or Wednesday when you release this episode, they're probably going to drop the trailer and be like, you know, you know what? They, we know they record so that we, we're going to drop the trailer now. So they have to wait a whole other week to talk about the trailer. I, I would not doubt it. Well, and Supergirl Season 1 is now available on Netflix, so you'll have a month to catch up or rewatch the show before Season 2 premieres. And I'm excited about Netflix because I've, I've been trying to kind of keep up with the show as they've been re-airing it on the CW, but it's been building up on my DVR, and I think I missed the first couple of episodes because I had to set my seri- series recording. So uh, I'm glad for Netflix to have it all so I can just binge watch it at once. Hashtag God bless Netflix, and uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm more excited about next year's releases of the show, CW shows on Netflix because now we're gonna get them eight days after their respective finales. So, um, but I mean, like at least now, but people that want to catch up on Supergirl season one, you have Netflix, you have CWTV.com, and you have the CW Monday. So you really don't have any excuses to say, oh, I haven't had, you know, I don't, you know, I don't have time, I don't have, the, you know, the space where there's a now. You have free locations to watch Supergirl ads. So. Catch up. Get into the show. If you're a fan of DC Rebirth, there's now an official Supergirl Rebirth playlist on Spotify. It's a collection of songs that helped Steve Orlando, Emanuela Lupacino, and Ray McCarthy bring Supergirl Rebirth to life. We'll put a link to this in our show notes for the episode on SupergirlRadio.com. Yeah, this is really cool. I, I think it's a neat idea that DC Comics has been doing. They had a Wonder Woman playlist. Now they have a Supergirl Rebirth playlist. So they're really getting into Spotify, and uh, it's it's cool to see what songs they've been picking and um, just to be able to make that connection to this new comic series. Maybe we can add those songs to our playlist. Maybe we could. 
it's a good Sam, idea. Sam, we did we did a first DC. <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're just copying us because it's a good yep. idea. Oh my god, those 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 frauds, those traitors, <laughs> those villains. What is it? Imitation is the highest form of flattery. Uh, I'll, yep. t- I'll take it. Well, and for our last bit of news, Supergirl stuntwoman Jessie Graff became the first woman to complete stage one of American Ninja Warrior of the American Ninja Warrior National Finals in Las Vegas. So she is still in this competition, and she's doing really well. There are a lot of uh, competitors who have not gone as far as she has, and she makes it look so easy. And it makes me really jealous that she can do all this awesome physical stuff but um congratulations to jesse graff because that is a a huge incredible uh thing that she has accomplished she's basically a real life superhero (laughs) she really is she really is and meanwhile steven mill is waiting for his invitation to american Indian warrior (laughs) sorry (laughs) i had to i had to because he's been moaning about it on twitter Uh, he's been talking about on twitter for the past few weeks i'm like stop, stop asking just do it now, that would be a good episode of American Ninja Warrior if they pitted Jesse Graff up against Stephen Mel. I would tune in for that one. That would be, it would be fun to see his ass get kicked. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fabulous. Yeah, that would, that would be a good hour of television. We love you, Stephen. We're just kidding with you. Ish. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's going to wrap it up for our news, but... Since Miss Martian will be making an appearance in the second season of Supergirl, we invited Andy back to Supergirl Radio to help us learn more about her character. So, Andy, since I know you love Martian Manhunter, you love Miss Martian, um, what can you tell us about her character? Well, Miss Martian was created by none other than Jeff Johns, who is the chief creator officer of DC Entertainment and now leading DC Films. And it, it will, she was also created by Tony Daniel. And her full name is McGann Morris. So that's her mars name and so on but in her the english the english translation to her name that she's picked is megan morris and, and she is named after um a marvel comics editor named ben morris uh his wife megan um was named megan so um and they were also you know jeff and him were friends so he did a little favor for his buddy's wife and she, she made her first appearance in issue 37 of Teen titans which was part of volume three which came out in august 2006 and um yeah, and she's been affiliated with the Teen Titans most of the time. And um, so, like, you know, most people will probably recognize her from Young Justice and so on. Um, but, yeah, in the comments, she doesn't really have any connection. I mean, there is a Young Justice team, but she's not really connected to it that much. Uh, so it's mostly Teen Titans that she's been connected with. And something that I will point out very early on is that the, the comics take on Miss Margin is a lot grimmer than what people that are more familiar with her animation part uh, will recognize because it, it's a she she's had a like, like she may not have as complicated a backstory as snapper car lena Luther, but <laughs> but she but she <laughs> my lord when i listen to those episodes i'm like how did she how did lena go get tricked to go to a jungle why did snapper car become a supervillain i don't get it but you know it's comics mm-hmm. so you know because because comics because reasons <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, so yeah so so while nothing crazy like that happened to miss martian she does have a very complicated and darker backstory and whatnot and she has very much the same abilities as as the martian manhunter you know she you know she can shape shift she has uh, telep- telepathy and telekinesis and 
margin vision and she can fly and she's super strong and fast and so it's and they they heal very fast so they're, they're very much very similar but the, the thing that sets sets them apart is that she is actually a white martian and that's right and 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 there, and people who are familiar with wine Martians, you know, that you, you guys should be familiar with with wine Martians now after seeing season one. Uh, otherwise, people who haven't seen season one, spoiler alert: there's <laughs> there's wine Martians on the show. And so, so yeah, so and something that I know a lot of people probably always assume of of these two is that they're they, you know they're related, but actually they're they're really not. I mean, I know that white and green Martians are sort of cousins in some ways if i it depends on what take on them we're talking about but um she escaped during this the, the war between the, the the two martian races um and she was sent from iraq and, and she was supposed to go to, to the vega system if i pronounce it right yeah, that's right but but then she at some point she hears of that the one martian survived and he made it to earth and that was John Jones, our good old favorite Oreo eating Martian. <laughs> um, I love it. I love the fact that he loves Oreos. Uh, so and yeah, and she, she 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 struggled a lot in the beginning when she came to Earth. You know, she became part of the Teen Titans, but but she was also trying to kind of apply herself to you know the human culture. And but the way that she <laughs> the way she would do it was maybe not as fine with some people and so i remember there um there's a point where she is she's watching she's watching some sort of comedy show and she and there's some pie throwing happening and she tries to mimic it and so because she thinks it's funny and she ends up <laughs> and she ends up throwing it in the face of the ravager who oh if if your name is the Ravager, you you probably don't have a good sense of um, humor. Uh, you probably you're, you're probably not a very chatty person. So, she gets all mad and she you know she starts calling her things and she ends up um, <laughs> she ends up um, get, getting Miss uh, Margin so upset that she decides to leave the team and she moves to Australia um, because um, and she I don't, I don't remember exactly where she based herself in but I remember there's a place that made her think of her margin homeworld oh cool and um so yeah, that's kind of like a little bit of a easy introduction to to Ms. Margin and so on and um, and whatnot yeah I like that her backstory sort of parallels Kara's in a little way like her her parents put her in a put her in a rocket ship and send her off to try to go to somewhere else to escape a war. That sounds a little That's bit like somebody we somebody else we know. So I, th- I think I don't know if that will ever uh, come into the context of the show where they connect on that level. But I, I think that's you know it's it's interesting that when people in space get into trouble in their homeworlds, they're like put them in a rocket and send them to earth. <laughs> like we are the place where we'll, we'll take all your alien refugees. Uh, so I just, I think that's an interesting uh, connection there. And so are there any like main stories that she's known for in the comics? Does she have any like big significant storylines or is there anything that you would recommend that our listeners check out? One story they should absolutely read is um, Titans of Tomorrow Today, uh, which t- is basically it tells it it gives an, an alternate take on the grown-up Teen Titans, and uh, there are <laughs> let's say they're pretty effed up in the future, and uh, and uh, I mean that's the best way to put them, and so uh, you know now in the future, Miss uh, Martian has now embraced her white Martian. Uh, 
you know, inherited and so on. And she, you know, she now goes by Martian Manhunter. It's said that she apparently killed the original Martian Manhunter, which, you know, I think is a horrible image for all of us, uh, especially if that were to be David Harewood or something like that. Because so, and if the writers of the show listening, never do that to our, to our favorite John Jones. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, and it's, let's just say that this storyline is pretty much a, a, a different take on X-Men Days of Future Past because what ends up happening that is significant for Miss Martian is that when the, the Titans of Tomorrow come into the present time because they want to you know preserve their future so they take down the Justice League and, and make sure that their younger selves are the ones to go up against Starro and whatever and so on and, but one thing that happens between the, the present Miss Martian let's, we, let's call her Megan and then we call Miss Martian the one from the future just so I don't. I don't go crazy. Okay. Uh, they have this big fight, and Megan ends up beheading <laughs> Miss Martian, but the the future consciousness actually ends up get you know trapping herself inside of the present one. So there's a lot of there's a lot of um, let's say there's a there's a lot of complex stuff happening <laughs> after that. So that's a story I would definitely rec- recommend reading in terms of like I mean nothing that I don't think that nothing that I think will happen on the show by kind of if you want to see some, something really big and memorable of her that's something i would recommend picking up and then also for small fans because you know while she didn't sh- show up on the tv show she does show up in small season 11 in the storyline called effigy which is issue 28 32 36 and 37 where john jones and batman are investigating this um, mysterious creature which is revealed to be a white martian attacking people in Gotham City, um, if I remember correctly. And it's revealed that it is Megan. It's Megan. And uh, and she has, you know, and she's been on the hunt to find, you know, because she she sensed that there was a Green Martian on Earth when, spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen season nine of Smallville, when John Jones gets his powers back from Dr. Fate. And, uh, and through that story, they end up finding each other you know and you know they have their fight but then they they she she he discovers how she came to came to earth and so on and there was doctor and checkmate that was very kinder that took that took her you know that was the only i mean she got captured which you know because that's apparently what any organization government will do to aliens so sorry but uh they he they captured but he's the one this doctor, this scientist, is the only one who's kind to her, that bonds with her, and he he at some point loses his own daughter, which is what Megan takes shape of. Like she, you know, she sees a photo of her and she takes the form of his daughter, oh, wow. and that would they bond and so on. And then it's eventually he gets killed off, which is apparently now tied in with an event that happened on the show. Uh, but I don't want to spoil too much on that. And then once John realized the thing that she has gone through, they they connect, you know, because they realize they're the only ones left of their Martian species. So I recommend that. I would also recommend um, the mini story of Smallville, which is called, appropriately called Titans, which is with Jay Garrick's gifted school for superheroes. And I, I, I don't know where that rings a bell from. <coughs> X-Men. Um, but, um, uh, and they, they end up going up against Ravager and they do portray a lot of the Superboy and Miss Martian romance that a lot of junk justice fans will recognize so that's a very neat nice story and they you know they flesh out miss martian a lot more and then also for super Bowl fans you, you this is something you're gonna want to pick up and during brightest day and i believe this is um and uh, during brightest day which is a huge event uh it was a huge storyline that took across i think a, 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 multiple books uh, in super Bowl issue 62 and 63 which is part of volume 5 from 
May 2011, there's a supervillain that uh, Miss Marsha has to deal with called uh, Alexander, who is a, is a psychic. And um, what ends up happening is that, you know, he, uh, this, this villain uh, wants to trap, uh, wants to lure Super, Supergirl. And um, so what ends up happening is that McGann, you know, uses her abilities to brainwash some Titans members to serve Alexander. But then it's revealed later on and this is something that ju- this is something that they do so much on junk justice which is revealed that they're they're double they're double planning they're tricking the villain to like thinking that they the heroes are agreeing to the villain's demand but actually they're conspiring and they're tricking him so what happens is that supergirl and miss martian have like they have a fight and whatever and so but what ha- you know what happened was that he was at- she was actually using telepathy to tell supergirl what her plan was so that way they take down alexander so that's a fun story but although Miss Martian and Supergirl has, they've gone toe to toe in uh, issue forty-eight of Teen Titans, uh, which came, which is part of Volume Three that came out in two thousand seven of August. And they, and I think it's um, I think it's a story when Wonder Girl is trying to save her mom, who's been trapped uh, by the military. And so Wonder Girl and Supergirl they they try to rescue um, Wonder Girl's mom, but there, you know, but at some point Miss Martian has to fight Supergirl and it gets nasty. And so, so yeah, so if Supergirl fans wants to see, see some, there's not a lot of interaction between those two heroes, but if you want to see some, that's some books to pick up. Um, so, so let me pick your brain. If, if Supergirl and Miss Martian were to have a fight like that, who would win? Supergirl because uh, she has heat vision and uh, fire is a weakness. Oh, to good call. Good call. Cause the, the Martians do have a lot of abilities. Like they are really powerful. But he vision that mm-hmm, that that would cause yeah. a problem for them. Although I don't think Kara would use. I mean, I don't think our car. I don't think any car would use it to kill anyone or like go after anyone. So it would kill anyone whose weakness is is fire. I think she would probably just you know make a fire of ring around mm-hmm. her her target. Um, so although you never know if the wrong rider gets a hold of Supergirl, then maybe maybe they would have her uh, kill Miss Martian with heat vision. You never but, know, uh, but it, that that's that's interesting though. That if if they did go toe to toe on the show to see which one would come out on top, I, I think that's a, a fight that would be uh, fascinating to watch because they they're both so powerful. Yeah, although I will say though that Miss Marjorie, I mean, she can hold up her own uh, against Supergirl. So I mean, like you know, in the in their fight, apparently they were it was a very it was a close match, but mm, okay. um, and for anyone who's wondering about the new fifty two, sadly. The, the, because I mean, there's two reasons. One, the Martian Manhunter's history in the New Fifty Two, and now known as DC Rebirth, his history is very different now. So there isn't really that connection that they could have established. So the only time we've seen Miss Martian so far, I mean, she exists. She is in this universe, but the only time we've seen her is in issue one of Teen Titans from 2011, 2011 where she's, there's, um, Robin is watching a newsfeed and, uh, over these, med- I mean, we see the appearance of Kid Flash and we see other metahuman and other young heroes. Like it's kind of the assembly, the, the early building to Teen Titans. And uh, what we see is during um, the news coverage and so on, Lex Luthor is doing a presentation about alien life on earth and at one point there is two shots of mcgann one shot where she's lying on like she's con- unconscious on on the ground then there's one of like them doing like it's like a analyzing thing or whatever and so on so she is out there she exists in the, in the current dc continuity but they haven't really done much with her but don't be surprised if you start seeing her a lot more 
in some of these upcoming books or maybe even a new super cool comic book you know where uh, with as she's getting ready to come on uh, live action te- live action television they like to kind of sort of do some of those tie-ins sometimes um but so she does exist she's out there they, she's established in some ways but she hasn't been in any major books she has only showed up in that one panel so but you know stay tuned i'm sure she will show up again soon well, that's good to know. Well, um, do you have any other thoughts about the comic version before we move on? I didn't particularly like what they did with her in the comics. And you know, and look, and I'm a huge Jeff John fan, so but I think some of these other writers that that handle her, and um, depending on what story it is, I I, I don't know. So uh, I think I mean I think Jeff may have been involved with most of it, but still, I I don't r- like the comics version of Miss Marvel as much. Uh, but she's been I mean she's been fascinating to follow in the comics, but she is not as she her her animator appearance is what made me fall in love with her. So, um, and I'm also kind of sad there isn't so much of a connection between her and John in the comics uh, as one would think. Uh, I think the only appearance I could find, uh, the only time I could see them actually interact was uh, he. At some point, he flies down to her and to see that she's okay. Uh, I think it's also back in Australia. She, I think that's one of her favorite places, and she finds her beaten and like brutally attacked uh, by mm. and then they discovered that there's another green martian and uh, but that's the only time i can actually think of and actually find like when i was doing my research that these two actually had any type of interaction and so on um so yeah so i'm not not too much of i mean she's not horrible in the comic but she is not what i fell in love with and when i saw Jung justice right right well i think it's uh an a nice choice to have her what i think is um you were talking about her her connection to Martian Manhunter not really being a thing in the comics being surprising. I was surprised to learn that she had that connection to Australia. I, I like that because we don't, I guess in the world of comics, especially DC comics with all the fictional cities, like we sort of, I, at least for me, I, I sometimes get lost in the world of how like where everyone is. Like I, I just kind of assume everyone's in the United States. So it's, it's nice to have that connection because Australia and, from the United States is on the other side of the world. You know, it takes 15 hours to get there for me. And so I, I like the idea that she is in this other place that's all the way across the world from where everyone else is. So I like that connection to Australia, and uh, I, I wonder if they'll play that up on the show. I think they, I mean, I think she will have some sort of like, she will have an attachment to something in the human world, but it may, maybe it, it might not, maybe it's not a country, maybe it's a TV show. I mean, uh, maybe it's a, Maybe it's a person. Maybe it's something like that. Uh, but I, I mean, I, I agree with you. It's kind of it's kind of neat that way. And um, um, so yeah, I mean, I'm. But I'm. I don't know. I mean, again, I mean, in the comic because they, she's had a lot more darker things to deal with, um, and also have had this you know back and forth with the Teen Titans. Um, you know, I, I you know I, I think that 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 the desire that she has to go back to Australia and whatever so is maybe. I don't know. Like, I think it's like you know, it's it's mostly touched upon when it's relevant for that one issue or storyline or whatever. But then you know, I think I think it, I'm sure it's like probably gone and forgotten or whatever. And so on, based on right. other events, uh, I mean, this it, I can't imagine you know the the evil version of her in the future still having by you know I want to you know I want to form my society the way I want to so. But I still love Australia. <laughs> I love that she has an evil twin, sort of. Uh, I, I like that as a soap opera fan. That excites me. Um, I tried to study up a little bit about her. I know she, there was some storyline where she had betrayed 
the young justice team or they thought she had and i think they sort of played that up on the tv show um when we'll get there we can uh oh you're talking about when um you're talking about her um bombshell um oh yeah uh, yeah do you want to talk about the bombshell do you know anything about the bombshells story all, all I know is that uh, she was the one um, that was the one that accused Miss Marjorie of being an accuser. I mean, being a traitor, <laughs> accused of being an accuser. Wow, <laughs> uh, accuser of being a traitor. But then, when it was revealed that she was actually the traitor, they all went up against her and they kicked her ass. <laughs> yeah, can, I can say ass, right? Uh sure. Well, we'll we'll count it. Um, just no f bombs. <laughs> I think that's the rule. Oh, sleep. Yeah, yeah. Hold hold your tongue for that one. Um, okay, well, I think we can move on to television. On television, Miss Martian is one of the main characters on the animated series Young Justice and is voiced by Danica McKellar. So, Andy, what are your thoughts? I know you're a big fan of the Young Justice TV show. What did you think about Miss Martian on this animated series? When I saw it for the first time on TV, which was, you know, almost six years ago, six years ago, um, she was such a refreshing character to deal with because especially from the whole Martian Manhunter perspective because you know we've been used to you know seeing John you know like the, as the only Martian portrayed in the, the previous anime shows and animated movies and so on and so then when we saw a, a, a girl version of a Martian you know being a superhero I, it was really refreshing because she was so in many ways you kind of lived through her eyes because she was so new to you know like she was new to this world and this team and so on so like as she was exploring the world for the first time you kind of went with her and and also kind of her bonds with the other members uh it wasn't easy for her in the beginning because for example like she like back on merch they communicate through you know telepathy and so they don't like talk with her mouse <laughs> sorry that sounds yeah, so yeah, weird yeah. like they you know so she would t- communicate with others so on that way and hear their thoughts but the, you know and because she thought well this is how we talk on mars you know isn't that how like can you can we guys do it here too and, and she didn't re- realize that by doing so she can actually you know hear their thoughts and all those things and they so she kind of had to get accustomed to the whole privacy uh, concept uh, and she felt really bad in, in the beginning and so but then eventually she you know the team kind of embraced that you know like you know sometimes you know it's okay to use it for you know between us and so this is this you know because eventually it became their way of communicating um you know they do communicate through technology and stuff like that but like when they were on missions and they were split up she could set up a connection for her mind so that they could talk to each other like for, you know but without having bluetooth or <laughs> earphones and stuff like that so and she She's very much one of the hearts of the show in many ways, and uh, and that and she like every I mean one of the beauties of Junk Justice is that it, it's not a typical with an animated show. Like when I interviewed Greg Weisman, who um, created the show, who voiced Snapper Carr, by the way, on the show. Snapper Carr, great character yeah. or greatest character? Oh, I mean, look. After I listened to that episode, all I was like, I got I gotta buy them the SnapperRadio.com domain name, and so I'm <laughs> like, we, it's time to rebrand. Like you know, we no Super Bowl Radio anymore. Like these the top podcasts present Snapper Radio, your source for all things related to Snapper Carr on CW Super. And don't so, don't joke about it. It might happen. We might do it. Sure, Jan. Okay. <laughs> uh, Just have I'm, a segment every week called Snaps for Snapper. Oh yes. Let's do it. That's a better. That's a better compromise. So it's like the Legends podcast has a rip and unrip. 
<laughs> we'll do a we'll do a snaps for snapper segment. Season <laughs> season two season two. I now I got to get like a segment for the flashback. It's like we've been on for three years and I haven't gotten ourselves like a special segment or whatever. So uh, now I got to step up step, step it up. Uh, no, but uh, on on Jordan Justice, she is one of the heart of the show, and she is the the first season. I mean, the, the thing I was going to say about Jordan Justice is that it's not really like a typical animated show. It's very much like a it's way it's really like a great drama but in a 22 minute format uh, and that I, you know, that's something i told greg weisman and i you know that that's one of the reasons why it stands out so much more from something like john you know like justice league or just league unlimited and so on uh, and the way they what, what miss martian was you know aside from the whole you know because the, the, one of the main cores of the show was portraying superheroes but dealing with teenage problems uh, and but seeing from her from again's point of view was very refreshing and you know and one of the iconic things about her is her catchphrase hello megan which actually you know what Rick, now i realize where the australian connection actually comes from in the show too because there is a i don't know australia but it's there's a show in in john justice she like the, the first tv show she ever watched was this reality show with a girl named megan and she you know she based her appearance a lot on her when she was a kid you know you know when when this actress was on that show and she you know hello megan was kind of the catchphrase went. No, it wasn't a reality. It was a sitcom actually yeah. that she fell in love with when she when she was still becoming new to Earth and whatever. And uh, and it's it's those small things that just makes you fall in love with this character. And she is. But then we the, one of the biggest aspects of the show is that she she has this big secret, you know, and that you know when she's introduced on the show, she's introduced as a niece of John Jones. But eventually, it's revealed that she is not the niece of John Jones. She's actually a white Martian, and she is horrified of the idea of people knowing that especially connor can aka superboy because she forms a romantic relationship with him and that's one of our that's one of my otps of drunk justice so it's sacred ground so she but eventually she does get exposed um, by queen b who uh, and simon um two villains in the show and then it was simon who expo- made her expose herself and then she had to serve queen b and so on in the later half of season one and uh, but she decides to then come clean to the team before they can actually take advantage of her and she kind of accepts that this is who i am and she's horrified but connor because he's so awesome says that i i love you no matter what you look like you know you shouldn't you know that this is not a series you should have been afraid to tell me and uh, she so the first season is very good for her the second season is because they do a five-year jump, time jump, and she is a little. It's not, not, not it's not like Titans of Tomorrow today. It, it doesn't go that crazy, but she does get a little bit more, um, a little bit more violent with with her power. She because she can, you know, she can lobotomize people basically. You know, she can make them brain dead or whatnot. And she never wants to. In season one, it's kind of it's kind of clear she never wants to do that to anyone unless it's absolutely necessary. But in see, but. But there's an event during season one and season two where she accidentally does that, and that's kind of what, why Connor breaks up with her because he's like, I, I don't even, this is not the, the, the girl I fell in love with. And in season two, she, because she's grown up as a leader and whatnot of this young justice team, she, yeah, it's, the writing for her was a little bit mixed in season two, but I understand for many reasons why she was like that because she, I think she'd kind of seen the darker sides of humanity and what Earth can, you know, it's not just, you know, rainbows and you know and the uh, sunshine there is there's dark sides to this world as, as well so uh, but she kind of comes full circle at the end of this the season that sadly became the the final season of the show so 
Yeah, I've been kind of having that junk justice love inside of me. Like I've been waiting to just talk about it on air somewhere. So um, <laughs> I'm started. I unleash my whole bomb and let's just. Because Rebecca, you never seen the show, right? No, I've watched it. It's just been a long time okay. since I've watched it all the way through. I do remember her, uh, Miss Martian, being. Uh, a great character on that show, and she was featured pretty heavily in terms of her relationship with Superboy and her connection to that Hello, Megan show. And I, I know that there's a little scene where she actually meets the actress who plays the character that she yeah. connects with. And I think that's such a, a nice moment for her because I think even even on Young Justice, just like we do in our real lives, you know, we do as fans, we connect with these characters that we watch either on TV or in these movies or in books you read, and you form this bond with them even if they aren't real. And so I, th- I think there's, there's one of those things that's inside me where, like, if I got to meet somebody who made an impact on my life, even if, if it was just an actress who played my favorite character, I would love the opportunity to communicate to them, like, your story, what you did, um, you know, your job in this story impacted my life. And so it's nice to see that Miss Martian has the opportunity to do that with that actress. And so I, I enjoyed that that little part of the show. When you mentioned that, I just remember that there, there's another big thing about that because she eventually, Miss Martian is actually what creates Beast Boy. And... Um, Megan, um, human Megan, she has a son who happens to be Garfield Logan, oh, who right. in the combo is Beast Boy. And at one point he gets uh, he gets sick during that episode. And but but uh, there's no blood type that can cure him. But but Megan's. So she mixes she she bonds her blood, her blood type with Garfield's. And that's what makes him become Beast Boy. Uh, so in season two, they're pretty much like brother and sister, and it's very cute. So thank you for bringing it up. I totally <laughs> forgotten that. It's a, it's an amazing show, guys. Go on Netflix, binge the hell of that show, so we can get a season free. Young Justice is a great show, and Miss Martian gets a lot of screen time and a lot of storyline there. And so if if you're interested in Miss Martian and finding out more about her story, they do a good job on that show with all of her different relationships and how she communicates with the team and um, her introduction into the world and her connection to Martian Manhunter a little bit. So that's that's a good place to see her. Um, she was also on Teen Titans Go. She made a guest appearance there in an episode titled Let's Get Serious, which is actually a crossover with Young Justice. So this is uh, this is enjoyable for me. I think this is pretty cool that the Young Justice characters get to go hang out with Teen Titans Go. So they actually look pretty much like they do on Young Justice. They have their same designs and everything. Uh, so it's neat to see that they uh, got a chance to hang out on another show. Have you seen that, Andy? Have you seen the uh, episode where they cross over? I have made a conscious decision to not watch Teen Titans Go, like, because when we launched, lost Young Justice, we, in Teen Titans Go, became the replacement. I was heartbroken. Oh. And, and I've seen a few episodes of that. There's an episode where Robin gets on steroids. Um, yes, um, a kid's show features a superhero on steroids. That's <laughs> that that's a good debate to have. As so uh, I did hear about that they were doing a crossover, but I was, it's, you know, I love that show so much that I kind of, like, I didn't want to, get it you know i didn't want to see an ep- a crossover like that and feel like you know this is all i can get now uh, from drunk justice uh, so i i never seen but i did see some photos and yeah you're right their their animation is very much the same as the one on drunk justice 
Yeah, it's just, it's a neat concept because I don't know of many animated shows that cross over like that. So that's cool that they had a little bit of a shared shared universe in animation and uh i, I think static did that though oh, didn't really? static crossover i think static did some crossovers with uh with i mean i know static i, I like that show but i, I remember like, because it was set in the same universe as some of the dc animated shows and i know there was some sort of crossover in some capacity um well and then there was superman the animated series and batman the animated series that that, that created the whole dcau so i guess that really was first but this, uh, but Teen, uh, Teen Titans Go and Young Justice wasn't really like a shared universe until they they crossed over in this one episode. Miss Martian is also featured in DC Superhero Girls. In this incarnation of her character, Miss Martian is depicted as so shy that when someone waves to her or says hi, she turns herself invisible. Oh, oh, the photo of her is adorable. Have they have they released uh, one of? The, I know they've released a set of action figures, uh, Barbie girls for um, for super superhero girls. Uh, have they done one for Miss Martian too? I haven't seen any merchandise with Miss Martian, but I know that she's she's featured in some of the animated stuff. But I haven't seen, and they and they may be slowly rolling some of that stuff out. Like I know some of the books have kind of come out one by one, so there may be a point where Miss Martian gets some stuff but as far as i know i don't think there's been any merchandise for her but yeah she is adorable in dc superhero girls and i think that that's that plays into a a, char- a character trait that's um really personal like she you know if she doesn't want anybody to see her she can make herself invisible and go- and get away from people so even though it's really sad to think that she is shy and doesn't want anybody to see her. I think that's a, a, a neat take on the character. Can I just say one side note about DC, uh, DC Superhero Girls? Um, it's, it's more of a response to something Carla said a few weeks ago. Um, girl, if you want to have a birthday party theme <laughs> after they, they, this, you got to invite me because I'm all about it. Uh, and hopefully this is not creepy from a 22-year-old girl saying that. But you, know, but you know what? I think this is so epic what DC's doing that if you have one of those parties, you better invite me, and I will get you an amazing <laughs> birthday gift. I will, I will get you, I will buy you Jesse L. Martin. I will get, you, I, will give you, I will, I will fly to Vancouver and say, will you be willing to be with, with Carly Lane for the rest of your life? She's an amazing human being. I think you will like her. And then you know, he should show up dressed as a clown and be oh the my clown, gosh, be the clown for the yeah. birthday party. Oh, oh no, nightmare fuel, <laughs> nightmare fuel. Why? I don't even think Jesse L. Martin could redeem clowns for me. <laughs> Clowns are creepy. Clowns are the worst. Um, one thing I was going to point out about the DC Superhero Girls version is I like that her outfit is kind of like a casual callback to her animated hero costume. Yeah, she has that like, like sweater. Yeah, she has like a X. This yeah, the jacket and then like the sweater that has the red X over it looks like her Young Justice. So that's kind of cool that they're using they're using some of the same design for her character it's very very clever it's like a more it's like a more casual schoolgirl kind of version right like a uniform from basically yeah. what i'm seeing yeah with like the oxford you know the sweater and like the collared shirt and like the little jacket well and miss martian along with wonder girl artemis and zatanna makes a uh, cameo in the direct-to-video animated film scooby-doo wrestlemania mystery the director of this movie, Brandon Vietti, is also the co-creator of the Young Justice animated series. So that's why he snuck in 
that Easter egg. So we get to see them <laughs> uh, hanging out together watching wrestling, which is so random. But, you know, it kind of makes sense a little bit. Like these female superheroes would probably be into wrestling because wrestling, I'll be honest, is kind of fun to watch. So it, 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 is. it almost kind of doesn't surprise me, even though it kind of does some surprise me. But that, that's a fun Easter egg that he, he snuck in there. You know what's surprising though is that title of that movie. Did you, did you, did I just hear Scooby Doo WrestleMania? You did. That is the title of it. Um, what's happening? What's happening to animation? Like I mean, like back in the day, we <laughs> we would have. I mean, how do you go from Batman the animated series to <laughs> Scooby Doo WrestleMania? That is. Let me guess. Is like a bunch of WWE actors in that movie? It does star John Cena. Um, I do know that name from wrestling. Um, I don't know some of these other... Oh, my gosh. Mindy Cohn is in this movie. I don't know if you guys know who that is, but she played Natalie on one of my favorite TV shows of all time, The Facts of Life. Um, so that's random. That's even more random. Um, is that also another soap? No. This was a show from the 1980s about an all-female um, boarding school. Um, where these students were at this this boarding school. So um, that's now I'm going to have to watch it because it's Scooby-Doo, it's wrestling, and it's got Natalie from The Facts of Life. That might have to be um, a priority watch for me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's it's, – it's a random thing that they would make a movie about that, but I guess somebody is into it and it has an audience for it. Miss Martian also appears in video games. She is a playable character in Young Justice Legacy with Danica McKellar reprising her role, as well as Lego Batman 3 Beyond Gotham. There she's voiced by Laura Bailey, who is also providing the voice of Supergirl in Injustice 2. Yeah, I have not, I, I've, I've not played this game, but she, um, the character looks good. She looks pretty uh, accurate to her comic book and Young Justice counterpart. I love Lego Miss Martian. She's somehow so cute, but also so fierce looking. I like that Danica McKellar seems to um, have kind of the corner of the voice acting for Miss Martian. Um, she does a great job on Young Justice. And, she does. And, and makes makes you really feel for the character. So I'm, I'm glad she gets to do that in the voice acting world. I wonder if she knows that that her character is about to come, come to life in... And is that a TV show that we're going to talk about soon? Uh, I wonder if she knows. And hopefully maybe, I mean, it would be cool if she got to do a cameo at some point. That would be cool. That'd be cool if she got to do something in Miss Martian's storyline. Like if she uh, got to play a character who was involved in whatever the Martians are doing. I'd be up for that. And speaking of Miss Martian on Supergirl, um, she will be played uh, by actress Sharon Leal in season two. So, Andy, what are your thoughts about Miss Martian coming onto Supergirl? Do you have any speculations? Do you have any hopes, dreams, predictions? Well, thankfully, I don't have any set photos, so that's, that's refreshing. <laughs> yes, I'm I, thankful for that, too. Unless paparazzi wants to ruin, is going to ruin that for us, too. You know, you never know with these, uh, with these uh, buttholes. Uh, but, you know, but I... I I've been trying to think this question. I've been trying to think about it for 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 a while now because we don't know much about what they're gonna do with her on on this show. All we know is that she's gonna have a relationship with John. I mean, there's gonna be a not you know 
romantically, but there's going to be like a, some sort of relationship in terms of because he's you know he's alone, and I, I think Andrew Christ Andrew Christopher said at the TCAs that one of the reasons they're bringing her in is to give John his own storyline and kind of also give him some sort of family in what ways because you know season one was you know he was a lot with Alex and whatnot, and it seems that this year they the, those two are kind of more not apart from each other, but they're a little bit more independent than we maybe saw in season one. So, so you you know you're gonna need. John to have someone there and some some something more like family next to him and I think having Miss Martian there would be pretty dope. I mean, since day one I've been kind of saying they need to bring in Miss Martian to Supergirl because it, I mean at this point we still thought that the show was going to be on CBS for many many years. Um, they disagreed. Thankfully now it's on the CW, <laughs> but but like but back in when they were on CBS, I I think I'm thinking if they're now going to be on CBS and not do as many crossovers with the DC shows on CW, it would be nice to kind of give Kara some female heroes to be around, and especially alien ones, because you know I like I I I, I don't like it when she's you know like when an alien superhero is only hanging around around with other human superheroes i i like when they can also have some alien superheroes to be with as well because they can probably relate to one another being you know like because most of the time it's you know like you'll have one you will have four superheroes from from that are from four different planets they're the last of their kind or whatnot so i like that and i hope i mean i'm hoping that she and car will have a very strong bond on the show and um and, and look, and I'm a, I love Sharon Leo. I love her on Hellcats. Uh, she was kick-ass as um, um, the Hellcats coach, um, Vanessa. So when she, she I, the only surprise was that I didn't think she that they would cast like you know full on adult as Miss Martian. You know, I always thought that they would cast someone like maybe in their you know close to to Melissa's age or whatnot, so that you know that they, she, they could play up with the whole teenager, you know, youngster aspect and so but you know what Sharon Lil is awesome so I know she's gonna kick ass as Ms. Martian so um so no no I, I hope that th- that she kind of stays very close to her drunk justice take and uh, you know that uh, I mean I, I I'm I'm not against them playing with the whole white Martian struggle that she has but it would be refreshing if you could just if she does come in and she is kind of already empowered with what she is and so she won't like she will say look I'm a white Martian, but I'm not, I'm not, but that doesn't mean that I'm evil. I, you know, like don't stereotype me with, you know, my kind, you know, with the rest of my kind, because I, I don't, I'm not here to fight. I'm here to, I'm here to live in peace and, you know, have family and, you know, watch a, a sitcom and get a catchphrase and <laughs> uh, stuff like that. So, so yeah, so that's kind of what I'm hoping, but, you know, if they want to play with that, I'm okay with it, uh, but I also hope that this is the beginning of adding more female heroes to for Kara. And you know, CW, I'm just reminding you, you have a lot of kick-ass ladies on your network on these shows. Uh, so maybe a female Justice League should happen at some point, like uh, maybe a few episodes. Just putting it out there. Yeah, that would be cool. My tea, and you can do what you will with it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I d- I definitely think they'll probably. I definitely think they'll probably, that sounds weird. Um, (laughs) I think they probably will play up the white Martian uh, part of her identity. I think that that will bring some good drama, especially with, uh, with Jean on the show with him having dealt with white Martians and what has gone on with his family and everything. I think that would be a good 
conflict for him and a good uh, storyline for him to uh, develop in. So I, I think we'll get to see some of that. Carly, do you have any thoughts about or hopes and dreams of uh, what Miss Martian will bring to the show in season two? I actually didn't know that Sharon Leal was an older actress. Like I, when Andy brought it up, I thought she was going to be like a teenager. So it's interesting that they did cast an older actress to play the character. Um, but I agree. I mean, Andy, like you said, it, it'll be nice to see potentially see Kara interacting with another alien superhero because she needs more of that. And I think it was good to have her, you know, she got to have some of that with Martian Manhunter last season, but it would be nice to have, you know, to have more superheroes who are not of this world around her. Because, I mean, honestly, aside from other like Kryptonians and John Jones, everybody else that she's come into contact with that isn't from Earth has been a bad guy. Yeah. So it'll be nice to have some more good guys in the mix. And I do think having a female hero is nice because she's gotten to hang out with some other superpowered people like Martian Manhunter and Barry Allen from The Flash, but she hasn't really gotten to hang out with some superpowered females really and she's she's gone up against live wire and indigo and astra and they they've all been superpowered and even silver banshee but they have not been friends of hers so it would be cool to see miss martian and supergirl form a bond and maybe become friends that's that's my hopes and that's part of my hope and dream for the show in season two to to allow them to have a friendship and a connection and i hope and, and as i said i mean hopefully this can just be the beginning of maybe like a female formation of some sort of team i mean hopefully you know you know hopefully we can bring in earth to laurel who becomes a hero we can also bring in uh, you know maybe satana and you know i mean i kind of feel they, they need to do something like this, especially on supergirl because you know i mean i think that's the right place to do that and you know, and, you know for karen for megan i mean it would be kind of nice if maybe McGann became her, you know, car. I mean, she lives with Kara, you know, kind of, you know, to kind of, you know, get accustomed to, to earth. If she, you know, if this is how they're doing her, like that she's come, she comes to earth for the first time and she's like new to everything. Um, but yeah, I'm, I hope there's more, more like, you know, I mean, I hope that there's more friendship and kind of, you know, strong bonds from the get go rather than having to build up to it and so on. Because if, if, if what, if, in, if the comments is an indicator, I'm like, I, don't I mean don't, don't get that messed up you know so um but no, I'm just excited to finally bring her into live action that it's going to be Sharon Leal and I'm hoping to see a costume soon and hopefully I mean it probably will be very I mean the, the beauty of Junk Judges was that her costume was pretty simple so you know they could you know because it's pretty much like a I mean which take your take you're talking about if it's the the white you know the white shirt and blue cape, or if it's the the, the full on black suit with a red cross and then a big blue cape. So, sorry, I'm just really nerdy about her costume. No, so I'm, I'm just waiting to see it. That's a good point. We haven't seen anything uh, in terms of a costume for her. We haven't gotten to see any promotional stuff, and I'm actually okay with that. But it is something that when the character will make a debut, or they'll, you know start to shoot things they'll probably put that out there but uh it's something to maybe uh keep your eyes out for because that is something we have not seen yet 
Well, I think that's going to wrap up our character spotlight on Miss Martian, but we have an, an email from a listener. Carly, do you want to read that for us? Yes. Uh, we received an email from a listener named Lynn who writes, quote, I know how much you delight in the word penultimate, Yes, Rebecca. I love that word. <laughs> Meaning second from the last. But did you know about the following two words? Anti-penultimate means third from the last, and pre-anti-penultimate means fourth from the last. <laughs> and as a bonus, I'll pass along my absolute favorite word, sesquipedalian. It That's means not a, a word. That's not a word. <laughs> it is a it word. Means, it means a very long word or someone who likes very long words. It derives from sesqua, meaning one and a half, as in sesquicentennial. And ped meaning foot, so etymologically it refers refers to words that are a foot and a half long. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I do have sesquipedalian tendencies. How did you know? End quote. Lynn, this is my favorite email that we've ever gotten. I don't want to put I don't want to play favorites with our listeners, but playing on my uh, my love for the word penultimate. That hit that hits me right in the good place. Um, I I am um, wait till the day that someone named Kelly will write an email, then she will become your new favorite. Uh, yes, Kelly, if you're out there and you want to send us an email, please do. Um, uh, from from the great beyond. Um, but I am going to have to employ these words now because I'm trying to strengthen my vocabulary. I'm, I've, I'm, these words. Who says that, Rebecca? Jesus. It's it's a it's a synonym for using. So I am trying to build my vocabulary slowly, uh, bit by bit, because I've noticed over time I say the same things quite a bit. So I am glad to know about these words so that I can add them to my, my vocabulary. So I, now that I'm going to have to remember this, the, the third from the last episode, I can use antipenultimate, and then the fourth from the last pre-antipenultimate. I'm going to totally have to use those, and I'm going to be mad at myself if I don't, but at least this gives me more chances to use the word penultimate in some form or fashion, so I'm glad to know that these words exist. And I guess maybe that makes me a sesquipedalian for someone who, who loves very, sure, <laughs> very long not? words. So, so I guess that puts me in the sesquipedalian category <laughs> as well. So thank you for writing in for, about that, Lynn. But what interesting listener feedback about like you know like you know I'm listening to his podcast about super super goal. Hey, let me send an email about words. Well, <laughs> I'm, I, not ju- I'm, I'm not judging you. I mean, I think you know you, you made your email made me very, smile very very much. But it was I've never encountered a podcast that gets you know like hey, let me send in an email that has nothing to do with super goal. Well, you know, I have mentioned penultimate a lot. We we do talk about we talk about penultimate almost as much as we talk about Starro on this podcast. Um, so I I think it's actually very appropriate to write in about that because uh, it has become a recurring theme that penultimate. Um, it, we can say it as much as we possibly can because you don't get to say it very much. So now we have more opportunities to talk about it. And so when you, ser- when, you search for, when you search for when you search when you search for Super Radio, the five uh, associated words with Super Radio will be Snapper Car, Penultimate, <laughs> Soaps, <laughs> Starro, and Kelly. That actually is pretty accurate. That's probably pretty accurate. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, I think that that nails it. 
Well, I think that's going to do it for our character spotlight on Miss Martian and all of our feedback. So, Andy, thank you so much for coming back on Supergirl Radio to help us learn more about Miss Martian. Um, how can people find you on the internet? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I, I I always love coming on the show, talking with you guys. Uh, I know we're gonna be we're gonna have t- a lot of crossovers this uh, this this so fall many. with the uh, with a. Fortnite show crossover. <laughs> Hashtag Annie doesn't know how to plan that one yet. And then a musical <laughs> crossover that is it's looking a lot like that we're gonna actually be singing on our podcast crossover. So and I don't know, maybe there's a duet that Rebecca and I are talking about. Well, uh, uh, I don't know that we've talked about that. This is the first uh, I've heard about it. <laughs> you, you were asleep when I was talking about it. So <laughs> <laughs> you 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 nodded once when in your sleep and I'm like okay I take it as a yes yeah uh, uh, so mm-hmm. um, but yeah and I always thank you guys for always uh, for always having me on sure. and uh, let me ramble so um, so yeah people can find me on uh, on the Flash podcast which I you know this summer I've tended to steal Carly to a few times I and know. I know I got a little worried I mean, there <laughs> I mean look look joe west brings us together um and you know and you know look when they're epi- when if joe guests on supergirl or john got, guest stars on flash you can expect carly and i to be on each other's show to just nerd out about it uh, so uh but yeah, people can find it on the flashback.com with all the latest news and information about the flash and the, the flash podcast social media we're all on the flash is on facebook twitter instagram fire and periscope uh, we're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, so if you want to subscribe and hit us with us on five-star reviews, feel free to do that because we love it. And uh, we're part of, uh, we're also part of the whole DCT Podcast Network family, which you know it's uh, it's gonna get bigger pretty soon. I can't say what yet, but stay tuned. And uh, so, and yeah, if people want to find me on the internet, they can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Andy Babacht. And for those who doesn't know how Babacht is spelled, it's spelled B-H-B-A-K-H-T. Uh, I have a public Facebook page called Andy Babacht Officials that you can go ahead and give a like. And you can find all my work at Heroic Hollywood, where I work as a TV editor, and my website, The Mall Report, and my contributions to the DC Podcast Network. So those are all my 101 plugs. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that a podcast exists, uh, that the Flash podcast exists to cover the second fastest oh character God. in the CW how, universe. How dare, how, um, it, this is you know, getting somebody back to me needs on the live show. Somebody needs to cover it. And yet That's it's so easy to steal your codes over to my show whenever I want them to. You know how many times I've had Morgan and Carly on? It's just like, snap, I get it on like that. That's true. Mm-hmm. We do have a lot mm-hmm. of crossover potential. But uh, yeah. ser- seriously, I do love the Flash podcast. All joking aside, and I love Supergirl Radio. Um, it's it's a very good podcast, and everybody should go subscribe. Um, okay. Well, if you would like, <laughs> if you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail You can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Google Play and now iHeartRadio. We are there now. Um, we have also become a literal Supergirl radio on Spotify, so check out our playlist there. And we're available on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you've got some time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review. And we are part of the DC TV Podcast Network, so if you also like Gotham, Arrow, The Flash, <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow, iZombie, and the DC Movies, subscribe to our DC TV Podcast Mega Feed and follow at DC TV Podcasts on Twitter. And like DCTV Podcasts on Facebook. 
You can follow me on Twitter at DerbyKid, that's D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D, and watch videos I've shot and edited on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash duckmilkprod. That's D-U-C-K-M-I-L-K-P-R-O-D. You can find me on Twitter at my name, Carly Lane. I'm weekend editor over at The Mary Sue, which you can visit at themarysue.com. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> and she's now also verified because she's even more awesome. <laughs> she's now the official only Carly Lane on I'm Twitter. I'm the so. official Carly Lane yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> so any of y'all imposters walking around there, you know, we're, we're keeping our eyes on you because she, you know, she's blue and you're not. She's the real deal now. So that's good. The to OG. Know. OGCL. The OGCL. <laughs> I. I should never rap. Would never be. I should never try to be gangsta. Yeah. Well, we, there's going to be no rapping on the musical crossover episode. Unless know. Oliver Queen comes in and he, you know, ruins everything with his rap. That he, that might not go he, well. Stephen Amell rapped Hamilton at Heroes Patent Fest. Did you guys see that? What he did? No. Yeah. They have, yeah. That's not the first time they've done. Arrow has rapped Hamilton. Because mm. I think uh, what's his name did it too. Uh, the guy who plays Curtis. Echo Column, well, he, you know, yeah, you know, he did, he and he and uh, a couple of the actors did it at a con. You will probably hear his fan fest too. All right, well, that's good to know. I guess I'll have to go check that you, out. You, Conf- you don't see, you don't sound convinced, Rebecca Johnson. Uh, well, I mean, or, I, have, I, haven't see, I haven't seen it, so I, I'll have to well, check it out for myself, see it with my own two eyes, and hear it with my own tears. You know, we can find it, you can find it on the, the Flashbook's Twitter page. Then I guess that's where I'll have to go. So that's what see. that's where you want to go. That's where I want to go. Correction. Mm-hmm. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll I'll go check that out. <laughs> well, thanks for letting <laughs> everyone know about it. In case they didn't know, well, like I did. It's what I do. I think. Well, um, until next time, I'm still Rebecca Johnson, and I'm still Carly Lane. And Andy, do you want to send us out with a, a well a hello, Megan, or a goodbye, Megan? Something uh, Miss Martian related. There's only one way to do it. Hello, Megan. Hello, Megan.